0: welcome to LTG ectoplasm your home for spirit tribal and magic the gathering on this episode the 75th episode i told you i was going to get this gentleman and i got him so i hope you're excited because i am so let's get this episode started shall we let's go Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight a.k.a. De blanco a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, MTG Ectoplasm is getting, uh, you know, a little fixed up, thanks to the Ravishing Renata. So when you go there, you're going to go, what the hell is this? But have no fears, no worries, getting updated. And do me a favor, like I ask each and every episode, Hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I'm not charging you a dollar, a peso, a ruby, an intel. Look, I'm not even charging you a Canadian dollar. That's all I'm telling you. All right? So hit that follow, like, subscribe button. And if you have friends and family that like magic, they're going to enjoy the show. And if they like spirits, they're really going to enjoy the show. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I had no choice. It was a moral imperative. I talked to this young man to bring, you know, I wanted insight. And he told me, Dwight, do me a favor. Do 20 episodes. Put content down. And then when you get there, I might come on. So I did my 20. And then I did a 20. And then I did another 24, 20 more. Let me just tell you, he is my mentor. He's my senpai. He's the per- people, you people call him the merfolk master. I call him the Maharaji of modern, the one, the only, Nikachu MTG. How you doing there, my
1: friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh man, you you have you have no clue. I, I'm shaking over here. I'm nervous because I'm sitting here <laughs> like, I got one of the big ones. I got one of the big fish.
1: Yeah, but you know you're experienced now. You're 75 episodes in. Oh, this is gonna be a piece of cake. Exactly. This is when you want to have me. There you go. There we there go. You We're go. gonna have a great show.
0: I hope so. So for those who don't know, you can reach Nikachu at NikachuMTG on Twitter and Twitch, and he does a show. Now, he's going to correct me here, but I'm, I'm going to stay on my ground. 10, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. It's yes. Coffee and MTG. What am I talking about? Nikachu, tell us about that show.
1: Oh, I mean, it's just a morning show. You ask questions, and I've got answers, and we have a lot of fun. We look at the latest events in terms of news, the metagame shifts. I mean, we talk all things magic in the morning. A great way to start your morning from Monday to Friday, uh, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: So if you want to be grounded and have your coffee grounds boiled up and ready to go, Nico choose the way to go. It, let me just tell you, I enjoy it. I used to be there on the t- all the time. Here let me raise my little coffee cup and you know to you mm-hmm. too, my friend. Now, uh I used to be there all the time. Unfortunately, I I sold my business and I became a full turn nurse, so I have to catch you on replays. And this let me just tell you today's episode. Bravo, sir. Bravo. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for segment number one. Segment number one is brought to you by my friends at Top Deck Games. They're based in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. That's all you need to know. They're also known as Card Titan. They do these bring things. They're the up-and-coming. They're the the, they're the bad boys of the Northway East. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so with that being said i got some interview questions here for you nikachu and uh, i decided to change it up not the typical questions that you may or may not get great so let's, let's see what happens here uh, my first question for you is what made you decide to become proficient in modern compared to other formats
1: you know what first format i really played in magic I mean, like, in general, we just play with whatever cards we own, right? right. So that translated to the first Eternal format at the time, Extended. You got to go back to, like, the year 2000. That Extended at the time was Legacy. And then yep. all of a sudden, I think, I don't know, around, like, 2003, 2002, they decided to s- rotate Extended. Fools! Because they, <laughs> like, wiped out the first time. They, like, wiped out, I don't know, seven years of Extended and goodbye Dual Lands, goodbye, like, all the fun counter spells. So anyway, I like lost a lot of interest in magic. It's interesting. You rotate a format and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden a lot of people, they don't like it so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast learned their lesson. They yes, realized they legacy. People love legacy. And then they invented modern. That's what I, I ended up gravitating to both of those at first. I was playing a good chunk of modern and legacy. Um, uh, but I ended up gravitating the most to modern because I ended up being really good at the modern merfolk deck and I started going okay. deeper and deeper into modern, but I like the non-rotating formats where basically archetypes for the most part stick. You see them, they wax and wane, they get additions, they move up and down in the metagame, but it's li- it's the closest I can get to chess in Magic the Gathering where basically... The, the strategies are more or less going to be very, very sl- similar. They might change a little bit over time because they have to, but it's a very stable format.
0: I hear you. You came in around probably the same time as I did. Uh, I, I came in right at the tail end of Urza, right at the beginning of Bercadian Mask.
1: I Very similar. I came in at Invasion, right before okay. Invasion came out.
0: Okay. Not a problem. So, like, so y- you know how great Invasion was. Invasion block was... I loved Invasion.
1: Well, it's hard for me to know because it was my first set. Okay. So, like, I had nothing to compare it to. Although, when I look back, like, I bought a... Whenever I would win, like, boosters, I would always get Mercadian Masks. Ugh. And the cards were terrible. Awful. Like, they're all bad. <laughs> I don't know. I was chasing in Port. For anyone mm-hmm. that doesn't know, that was a chase card yes, at the was. time. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was it's like i don't know i don't know what to compare it to in standard these days it was like it was the teferi time reveler of the standard
0: there you go like my personal favorite card of that time was a waterfront bouncer
1: oh yeah i mean i i didn't have any feelings towards that card at the time but i do now they they erated that thing to be a merfolk
0: okay well let, let me did they mm-hmm. i did not know that
1: it's the big oh, well. mr blue okay. mr clean I'm right I'm gonna... it, you look up that thing, yeah, and it's yeah, now it a... The oracle text is merfolk. Because I guess technically or they were it, merfolk at it. the time.
0: My waterfront bouncer, if you don't mind.
1: Waterfront bouncer. My wife
0: is now... My wife is now typing it away. There it is. Merfolk spell shaper. Wow! Look at yep. that.
1: Okay, Blue well, Mr. Clean. Yes, it is. Cleaning up the... Pirates, I guess.
0: I, uh, yeah, well, th- th- that's all it was, is really bad Pirates back in the day. Mm-hmm. I it was like,
1: Ugh, Pirate that's... Stompy. Those prices <laughs> have still held since then. Oh,
0: you know what's kind of funny? Like, there's been some really, I don't know, somebody made one of those old-school Pirate decks, and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be great, and it's just utter trash. I, yes. I put <laughs> paint Harmonicon with it, and it was like, oh, let me see how that works for fun. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful. All right, my next question is, you're exceptionally well-known for Merfolk. Is there something else you wish you were known for?
1: Maybe some sort of, like, mono-blue control deck. Like, the very first deck I played was mono... It was, like, a mono-blue counterspell deck with, like, just a few win conditions to, like, finish off my opponent. So, uh, I would... I love mono blue decks that's what got me t- attracted to murfolk in the first place i then i mm-hmm. just love blue so i mean if i got if i got to win with creatures fine i'll do it but i would be also comfortable doing it with counterspells but i don't want to splash too much i don't know it's, it's something like going azorius doesn't feel right going demir doesn't feel right maybe going is it would be okay but um i wouldn't mind going back to those hardcore blue control routes and i have to say i had a lot of fun playing some decks Built around Urza, uh, High Lord Artificer, which seems to be like a really strong, just a str- strong card in general. Oh, it's
0: actually mm-hmm. very extremely powerful card. I'm, I don't know what the hell Watsy's thinking, but.
1: But aside, aside from that, I mean, that's the. Uh, I mean, that, I, outside of that, the only thing, other thing I'm known for is being a modern analyst. So. yeah, well
0: you, you like like I say, you are the uh, Maharaja uh, modern people come to you left and right, uh seeking your wisdom. Uh, you know, people want to pay you fifty dollars you know a clip to uh pay play their deck at mm-hmm. least one game. So I'm sitting here like, hmm, you know, I might have to build a mono white cleric deck and go,
1: Here Nikachu, let's see what
0: you can do with this bad boy. See
1: so, yeah, how we can, let's see what we can do.
0: Exactly. Uh what I wanted to ask you is uh what made you become a uh, content creator? Like, it's, it's pretty different, you know. I know you went to school for business, mm-hmm. and you know it just takes, you know, I just it's just hard for me to believe someone in the uh, frozen tundra, the Winnipeg, Manitoba, <laughs> you know, go hey, I'm gonna put myself on YouTube and just talk Magic Gathering.
1: Well, so the deal is, I actually originally have a film degree. This is my first really? degree from many, many years ago. I didn't really use it very much. But I've always been fascinated with filmmaking. I I, I always loved the cam. I've loved the camera. The camera loves me. It's a great relationship that we have. And YouTube always fascinated me because it was... uh... Anyway, so long as you have a camera, you can get that footage on the internet. Anyone can do this. Anyone can do it. A lot of people, you know, they complain that they don't have the right equipment. They don't have enough equipment. No, if you have any camera, especially your phone these days, you Mm -hmm. could make it on YouTube. You could go from zero to a million subscribers. It's possible if you've got the right videos. So it's, um, and I love that idea from grinding from the bottom and moving up. And, you know, hey, everyone has to start from the bottom. Amen. And I started from the bottom. Uh, and uh, I'll, I very much appreciate my growth over the years and how I've pivoted from here and there through my YouTube journey. So I, it's just and it's very strategic. I love everything about YouTube. I love engaging with people. I love making content. It's wonderful.
0: Well, for me, this is like my second venture into YouTube. I've been just the audio guy, the podcast guy. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm excited to try this new uh, venue. I've done a podcast with my friend, uh, James. He We do a podcast Thursday nights uh, on Twitch uh, called Handsome and the Other Guy. And it's just a weekly catch-up show where we just talk nonsensical stuff and put up little clips of stupidity like Sexy Time with Dwight, moist thoughts. That's just me in the shower giving you shower thoughts like my, my favorite one is if you drop if two people drop a, a a slice of bread on opposite sides of the planet does the earth become a sandwich yes it, you know so that, that that's one of my stupid shower thoughts <laughs> I,
1: what do you guys think is that a sandwich or what let us know in the comment section
0: I, I like to ask is a hot dog a sandwich but nobody everybody's like no it's it's bread you know
1: that's, that's that's a that's a that's a no for me. Hot dog is a hot dog.
0: Okay, for a fat guy, you know anything? It's food. I don't care. <laughs> so, is it good for magic? Is it good for the magic community to have content creators for other archetypes? And why?
1: Yes, yes, it's a really big deal, and I think I proved this. I might have been the first person to go all in on one archetype and build like a whole Patreon around it. I might and like you know offer sideboard guides and like just consistent content on the same deck the first thing everyone wants when they buy into a deck is who's playing it where can i learn from this like where can i find games on this deck because not every deck has a content creator Mm -hmm. you know every so often um like what what archetypes these days don't have content creators sometimes burn doesn't have a content creator um who you know uh even spirits has sometimes trouble getting content creators because like dr queller is like one of the best players but he has nothing he's got not not, he's not showing off any of his his tips and tricks i'm I'm
0: i've been calling the guy out he needs it's a moral imperative he needs to be on the show and no (laughs) answers about it i got andre Seguerra, the spirit master on the show Mm -hmm. you know i got all these other young men uh, young men out here who do exceptionally well in legacy and pioneer and and modern, and I bring them on to the show. Like share your knowledge, share your wisdom, because that's how we grow as a community. You know, fail. You know, if you you suck, fail forward. It's okay, but share your knowledge, and it's only gonna make our community grow and prosper.
1: Yeah, well, a but, a bit, yeah, but it's, it's, unfortunately, it's not for everyone, you know, um, not everyone. That guy was pretty articulate, though. I had him for an interview once, but, uh, yeah, so you've got uh, Andre Segara. He's a uh, great for, for Pioneer and for Modern, but, like, there's, there's some decks that have nobody, and then, and, or, or very, very few, and. People are like, they feel uncomfortable in that situation. So people enjoy their deck way more when they have like a mentor, a tutor, someone to show them the way, at least give them the basics. There might be a community around to answer questions, but I, like my channel was almost born, like my channel originally was just Merfolk content, Merfolk gameplay. It was born from the fact that people were squabbling in the forums they were like uh like on mtg salvation it was that was like the og place to discuss strategy and people say no that wouldn't work you got to do it like this no that doesn't work you would have to do it like this and people would contradict each other all the time and i think that the it's it's very difficult in written terms um to discuss theory and magic you got to show people it's Mm -hmm. like hey this is the deck this is how we're sideboarding this is what this is my game plan Okay, look, the game plan worked exactly as I said, boom, it works. Even if it doesn't look good on paper, this Mm -hmm. is how it's done. I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of decks um, cannot be explained in written words. It has to be shown. So like, I think it's important in the content creation space that there are masters of their archetype. And I know I've, I've inspired a lot of other people to... I've basically I'm not so much past the torch, but a lot of people have replicated my content strategy in that way. And it's uh, opened the door for a lot of people to engage modern in a good way, because, hey, you can buy your deck, learn from someone and be and it's a lot more fun to learn and be prepared for your next tournament.
0: Amen. I mean, I actually had a young man reach out to me, uh, I think last week. He's like, you know what? I just bought into this deck. I don't know what to expect. I somehow I stumbled upon you, and you know you gave some great insight. And you know what, I went from there. And now he's a f- constant follower. He's a constant listener. And I'm like, you know, thank you for joining the show. And you know what, I hope this will grow and make you, you know, a better spirit uh, aficionado. Mm-hmm. Now there, I got a friend of mine from uh, Brazil. He just timed in Douglas Rosa. He's like, hi
1: there. I'm here. Welcome, Douglas.
0: Uh, he just went five zero in legacy with spirits. Whew
1: yeah so he is plays, it a big deck in spirit It's in legacy now uh
0: it's it's slowly slowly it's like it's eh, mausoleum
1: Wonders pretty good
0: oh let I me mean, he plays with the uh, the uh with the uh, the pro tour champion 2019 peter de la, de la, de la rosa something like that he play, he's in that community in that uh town region so oh the,
1: the paulo Vito domita rosa amen bro ppvd like the card Yes, his that, likeness is on the card. Yes, on that he, he thought plays, sees taxing card.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. He actually plays with the guy, like here and there when he shows up. I'm like,
1: wow, man. Oh, yeah, they can, he can play test against him.
0: Exactly. I'm like, dude, this is great. I mean, I'm jealous. I, I mean, I, I don't have any world champions by me. Hello, Chuck, good friend of mine in the play group. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm supporting you. Thanks, pal. I get excited when I see people see my see my friends like, hey, what's going on? so uh you know you said about uh archetypes now i know there's you know spirits is an upcoming archetype mm-hmm. is there an archetype that you think that should not i'm not saying shouldn't get but go mm, it's too simple of a deck where it's just no 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 instructions needed just play the deck
1: oh no instructions i would say the closest would be something like burn or even the blue red murktide deck i would say those are i think so the murktide deck is almost a, a fantastic deck to get into i think if you have no brains you can get a lot of value out of that deck i think you just play creatures you point things at things you you just teach someone how to cast a murktide regent uh, and that's about it. Just remember the triggers. That might be that might be the hardest thing to remember out of this deck. Remember the Dragon Rage Channeler trigger, remember the Raghavan trigger when it damages the opponent, and remember, remember that your Murktide gets bigger as the Graveyard gets Exiled. But the thing is, it's got a lot of... It, the ceiling, I think, is pretty high. So okay. you, can, you can learn this deck. You can learn to do better with it. But um, I think you can get a lot of value out of it knowing nothing, because it's just a bunch of really good, powerful cards... Um and, yeah, and then, and of course, there's burn. If, if burn, if people always complain, burn is not easy, burn's hard to play. Well, I mean, if the metagame's bad for it, sure, but when the mm-hmm. metagame's good for it, I mean, just playing creatures, turning them sideways, sending burn spells to your opponent's face is going to get you a lot of value. You're going to get a lot of wins like that. Amen. I mean, you you can play it better, especially when times are tough, but when times are easy, then it's just easy.
0: There you go. Now, let me ask you, Uh, you've been putting out content left and right for the last several years i you know the Mm -hmm. first time i actually caught a glimpse of you and i was like okay i'm gonna have to follow this young man is when you were with the professor at tellarian community college oh yes i I was like i'll I'll be honest with you i was like oh saw you i was like okay let me let me learn more about this guy let me see what he does and let me just tell you i've been a big fan since then let me ask you because i am a fan Mm -hmm. and also a content creator i have to ask this what is what should fans expect from you in 2022?
1: Oh, you're gonna expect new stuff.
0: That's, that's what I want to hear.
1: That's that. Uh, you know what I? If you want, if there's something you should expect, expect the unexpected. I'm trying to cut into new content in the MTG scene in the MT, MTG space that no one else is doing. Like uh, I think the biggest evolution of my my channel as you may see if anyone was there for seven years it was like all merfo content it was just merfo content all day long and then it evolved to some discussions of the modern metagame and now i'm creating these sort of i don't know i don't even know how to explain these videos they're like reaction essay story time videos but like i intend on pushing into new space but I, I. But the thing is, I don't even know what it is yet. But I just okay. want to make sure that it's going to be different, and All that's right. more very important to me.
0: Because I enjoy your video essays on uh, the cheaters. I mean, that's something huge that blew up on you. I don't. We think still, we're still
1: going to do that. That's for sure. That's. I mean, did <laughs> there's you expect, plenty of work to, no, did to you do you there.
0: How big that blew up? Like, did you? Did you imagine?
1: The. um I expected, I expected to do well, but I didn't know it'd be, it would blow up that much. I didn't actually know. I didn't know it would be that big. I was hoping for, like, maybe this can be, like, 80,000 views, and then they ended up being over hundreds of thousands of views. So, like, they they beat my expectations.
0: No, my favorite is when you do, like, little sto- – how, like, certain characters line up in certain segments for – there's, like, this one young lady. She's in four different Magic cards. So it's like, oh, you you see the carry on of a character, pretty neat.
1: Oh yes, the uh, you the mean like the, the Easter eggs? Yes, The Easter eggs videos. Yes,
0: I enjoy those. That's like I'm, I'm like it's like oh I didn't I didn't see that I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You
0: know, the only time I ever see that is the, the, my friend who's actually on the thing, he, Chuck. He uh, he plays unique decks, and he always shows us these unique hidden gems inside the cards he like he makes a left-handed deck so all the characters in the card has to have left hand like they're using Mm their left hand i don't know why but then you're like oh this character's here this character's here this oh okay that's pretty neat
1: yeah people love knowing those little tidbits in those cards
0: Mm. so you know let me ask you as my final final question uh for for this segment here
1: yeah because there could always be more questions later of
0: course of course that's what's for where do you think magic's going to go in the next couple of years? I hear a lot of rumbling out there. People are not uh, not happy with uh, the latest iteration mm-hmm. in uh, what, what, the, uh, what's it? alchemy.
1: They're not happy with anything. They're not happy well, with no, alchemy. They're not. they're not happy with like secret lairs or universes beyond. They're not happy with where standard is going. They're not happy with anything. It's going to the moon. And I tell you what Wizards is trying to do. They're trying to go big. They're going big or going home now. Before Magic the Gathering was this small, tiny community, very small game of like, they said it was like a million people. Who knows if it was even that much? And they're now deciding, you know what? This game is good. It's stable. It's been around for 30 years. We can take over. Let's try to suck in as many people as possible into this game. And the problem when you do that is you're going to burn down like maybe some of the old diehards because the game is going to change in favor of drawing in a larger crowd. So as Magic gets bigger and they start appealing to newer players, it's going to offend the old like uh old diehard players, you know, the old school players of the game. So I would expect more people are going to get upset. Because uh, Wizards is going to, from here on out, try to absorb a much larger player base than ever before. You know, Neon Dynasty is easily going to try to appeal to cyberpunk fans. And they're just blatantly trying to grab people with these uh, universes beyond and secret lair cards. With like, you know, they're going to have Lord of the Rings, they're going to have Fortnite, and they're going to have all sorts of bizarre, wacky stuff in the future and not yeah people are not gonna be happy playing with these cards some people are not gonna be happy but a lot more a lot of new people will be happy
0: well all i know is there's supposed to be a cyber motorcycle and as a person who rides motorcycles i'm like okay that'll be cool yeah but all i want all i want is a one mana spirit that's all i want just one mana spirit
1: you want another one you don't have enough
0: no no, it, no, I want something better than Masling and Wanderer. I want Peekaboo, yeah, the one, <laughs> the, the card that I keep on begging wizards for. Peek on a one-one spirit creature.
1: Ah, oh, that'd be sweet. That's, yeah, that's know exactly what's in your opponent's hand. Play around it perfectly,
0: and the name is perfect. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. There you go.
1: That one's for you, wizard. That one's free. So you can have that one.
0: Mark Rosewater. I know you watched this show. Okay, so it's a moral imperative. Peekaboo. <laughs> okay and
1: I'm then giving it more... to you wizards on behalf of dwight <laughs> exactly
0: if you need a fat guy model as like a just a model for fat guys i'm here for it. I'll, I'll be the ghost like all right so let me ask you now now that we're done with segment number one mm-hmm. let me just re mind the audience that you have your show 10 a.m eastern standard time coffee and mtg they can find you at nikachu mtg on twitter and twitch you're amazing. All I gotta say is like I love your content.
1: Now You're it's welcome. time for
0: segment number two, where we discuss the top cards printed in modern. Yeah. In 2021, I I had to bring this up because you know what? I think, you know, modern has completely changed compared to what it was last year. Last year we only well we had, uh, the uh, the one Titan that was just the green blue generic Titan that was ruining Euro. It was ruining everything and there was mm-hmm. only a couple of decks that were doing anything. And I hate to say Spirits was winning at 80% of the clip against them. But I was happy about it, but every people, everybody else was miserable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Modern has completely changed you know since the beginning of the year. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, different decks are just coming out of nowhere. And the meta is just one day it's here, one moment's here. You know, we don't know. I mean, of course, we know certain decks are, you know, stand above the rest, but it's just like, it's like football. Any given Sunday, any deck can win.
1: Yeah, right now, it's nothing is completely overpowering everything else. There's a lot of really good, powerful decks at the top. So, I mean, there's a lot of viable things that could, that can win. I mean, even like a hardened scales player made the top eight of MTG Las Vegas and even Amulet Titan. Even when the Amulet Titan players started to lose hope in their deck, it made two copies in, in, at the top eight of MTG Las Vegas. And all of a sudden, people are playing Titan again online because, oh, look, it's good again. Look what it did in an open event.
0: I just I, uh, The only thing I have an issue with is I wish brewers would have the confidence to go out there, build their brews and test them out. Mm-hmm. Modern is wide open wide open try it out you have nothing to lose i mean me personally i would like to see as much as in modern we have the for the spirit tribe we have the azorius and bands i see there's an opportunity for a mono blue spirit build i, I like we've got the new card from the new set mm-hmm. there's potential there it's just who's got the you know you know testicular or sorry gonadal fortitude <laughs> to sit there and take up the you know the mantle and say I have the gonads, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? So we you know, we don't chastise anybody for having any particular type of gonads. So I enjoy seeing that word. Sorry. So with that <laughs> it said, everyone let, has a word. <laughs> exactly. Mine is gonads. So let's talk about the top cards printed in mm-hmm. 2021. We're gonna start with your honorable mentions, because you are the guest. You brought up Fury as one of your honorable mentions.
1: Yes why this card is like it's almost like anger the gods in like a in in force force mode so there are quite a few decks that piloted this i think the main deck that's playing this is the sort of elemental soup deck with Omnath fury solitude to Fairy, Ren and Six. So there's a lot of red cards that can be pitched to Fury. But the point is, like, no deck can get like super underneath another like you, you can't just like play a bunch of creatures and hope to get in for a huge attack because Fury's actually gonna destroy either one or at, at least one or two of them at the same time. So it prevents a lot of stupid aggro strategies. And so even like even if you get a Dragon Rage Chandler and a Ragavan out, you're gonna get two for two'd. Uh, there, even if Dragon Rage Chandler is completely is online. But I think it's a very, very strong card that slows the format down. So you can't aggro out this elemental deck. It will play a fury, eat up your creatures and slow the game down so that they can like take over with Omnath or Teferi or something.
0: I'm just happy they did not make this card with flash. That Because oh, yeah. God forbid this card have flash.
1: I don't think any of them should have flash except subtlety, because subtlety is the only one that acts sort of like a counter spell. I'm very Let's, surprised Solitude yeah, I, has Flash. Uh,
0: well yeah, Solitude, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> sure, you can use Solitude. Of
0: course. You know, you know, you know, you don't twist my arm for you know wanting to use that card.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then the other card you decided to go with was Murktide. Murktide Regent.
1: Yeah, Murktide Regent. So there's no doubt this card, really well-positioned. Like, it's really, really strong. Um, It dodges all the traditional hate right now, or, like, the most popular hate. So Prismatic Ending doesn't hit it because we don't have seven colors for Prismatic Ending to uh, wipe it out. Uh, Bolt doesn't do it. Unholy Heat won't do it if you set Merc Tide up to be a 7-7 when it enters the battlefield. So Murktide Regent is just like this big dummy that's just almost impossible to to deal with. So it's a very powerful card. But the thing is, it's played in like one to two decks. It's not played in a lot of archetypes. It's played in very few. It's basically played in one deck. And it's a very good deck, but you need to build your whole... What it implies to me is you more or less have to build your deck around Murktide Regent. It needs to be just a super spell-heavy based deck. And I, that that that's about it. So I think it's it's very worthy to say this is one of the more powerful cards that was printed that were printed in twenty twenty one. But uh, played in more or less just one deck.
0: All right. Well, well, what I ended up doing was I just said with my honorable mentions, I'm going to start with Prismatic Ending. Mm-hmm. I think Prismatic Ending was one of these cards. I remember you mentioning on one of your episodes that you know they tried it out as an instant and it was too powerful. <laughs> and i look at the card i was like nah it's okay and then as i use the card i'm like wow this card is bananas Mm -hmm. but the only problem i find is that the only time i ever see it being played in main is you know just you know uh, control decks that's it i don't see it like i see it in the sideboard but never in the main, and that's why I had to put it in the honorable mentions because it's like, it's a very strong, very powerful card, but it's just pigeonholed at the moment. It's like wanting to be <laughs> something more, even though it's a stupid powerful card.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think there's a few decks that might be playing this, if I'm not mistaken. What's it called? Um, it is. I mean, it is the ultimate cyborg card. I mean, like yes, you know, you, you get rid of all the other nonsense that used to play that only destroyed enchantments or artifacts or planeswalker mm-hmm. or this or that. Prismatic ending deals with uh, basically basically everything, and what's great is that one white it deals with all the one drops, which is pretty which is pretty relevant because uh, the the meta game is pretty dominated by one drops.
0: Well, that leads me to the next card that I was gonna mm-hmm. go with that I went with, on my honorable mentions, just because I end up I'm gonna see this thing banned. And that that that's no ends about but about it for me. It's Urza Saga, Urza Saga. I think is a great card, but it's just <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get the band hammer. You know, I know we both know. You know, this is welcome it's to 2021, but you're gone in 2022. You you know, I'm just waiting for Watsi to go. Thank you for buying Modern Horizons two, ladies and gentlemen, and keep on buying boxes. But now it's gone.
1: But it'll still have play in. EDH, you know you can go get oh, yeah. your soul ring uh, after uh, yeah. Chapter Three breaks.
0: <laughs> I agree. So now it leads us to our top five. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first with your top five. Do you Sweet. have your list, or you want me to bring it up for you?
1: I got my list. I got okay. my list.
0: So in your top five, number five, you
1: selected Urza Saga. We didn't have to go anywhere. No, look We're at that. Right no. there. There you go. Nothing had to move. So Urza Saga is. <sighs> If a jund deck is playing this, which and this doesn't add red, black, or green mana, mm. then the, you know that just shows the outright power of this card. And they're just playing it specifically to randomly go get a shadow spear, sometimes a Mishra's Bauble, and to make construct tokens. I have played with this card, and it's amazing how how hard it is for control decks to deal with it, especially decks that are dominantly trying to control the game with counter spells so you just play urza saga and all of a sudden they're like i don't know what to do about this and even if they play teferi you can make these constructs at end of turn so they still cannot interact very favorably with urza saga and and these constructs get big really really quickly make construct make another construct get an artifact in play now you got like three artifacts at least maybe more if you played them on earlier turns So, like, the... And, of course, it's the... has a lot of potential to be broken. I think right now, it's fine. It's a very, very, very good card. But it doesn't look like it's ban-worthy yet. Because there's just so many ban-worthy cards. And it just doesn't look like they're just going to ban anything. Because this is just the the new power level of Modern. But Urza Saga has the greatest potential to get banned because it's a tutor. Mm -hmm. Like, it can find things. So... It's just a matter of time before they print some artifact at zero or one mana, and it just changes everything. And then all of a sudden, this card is like over the top, and or lantern control is over the top, or something. Someone's gonna break this card, and it's just a matter of time. I don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, it's, it's, it's on the edge. Right. It's on the edge, and it's not going back. It's only going forward.
0: Well, for me, my number five, I ended up having to go with, Murktide Regent, and. The reason why is it made its own archetype. I mean, it's yeah, you don't see cards that just do that. Like, you know, I could have put Asmorano Moreno, minty, you know, minty, you know, what mint julep tea. Um, but I didn't because this card, this deck does exceptionally well in modern. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you like you said, it's not a thinking man's deck, but it's
1: well, it is, it's a thinking man's deck at a high level. At a low level, you do, you don't need to you don't what I'm trying to say is you don't need to be a thinking man to pick it up. Exactly. You can learn to think and play play it better.
0: <laughs> you can learn to count to 20 by taking off your shoes. There mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> but that's the reason why I picked it. It's, it's such a powerful card. I mean, it's like uh uh what the 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 black card. Oh god, why is it failing me? The black card that has the shadow.
1: Oh, no, uh Gurmog oh, Angler.
0: Or, uh, there you go. It's just like the angler, mm-hmm. but it's a flyer.
1: Oh, yeah, it's strictly better. The Gurmog so Angler is so much better. Is is outdated. Very exactly.
0: dated. Exactly. So I mean, with this being said, it created its own t- archetype. It's like an angler with wings. How could you go wrong? And then mm-hmm. plus my wife loves dragons. So that's yeah, why who I put like dragons. Exactly. So I put it at my number five. At your number four. You actually surprised me with this one.
1: I did, did I?
0: You did. Share share with us what your number four is.
1: Raghavan.
0: Raghavan.
1: Nimble Pilfer. It's a great card. It's a really, really good card, and it's so annoying when it snowballs out of control. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's still very vulnerable. Like It has two problems. First, it dies to everything. In modern, it's mm-hmm. not that abusable because of the sheer amount of removal in the format this is a creature-based format people need to be packing removal and the second thing is because it's a creature-based format this thing got a has a problem with blockers it's very weak it's very small so it has it still has the problem of attacking into things i mean if you play a murktide region well pfft, this thing, this guy's stone blocked so it it's only as good as it can deal damage to the opponent, and if it cannot, that's its downside. Now, that being said, if you do get to deal damage, it can, like, run away with the game. You get extra mana through the treasure tokens, you get extra cards off your opponent, your opponent's deck, so you can grind them out that way. So, very, very good card, but some liability. So, like, uh, for me, like, this is not that powerful of a card, because it it's, situa- it's so situationally dependently powerful. And it is okay. good. It's definitely good, but it cannot run the show by itself.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. But it, it's it's so, so powerful. I, like, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, I got mm-hmm. a good playset. Oh, at $90? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, and I, it I, is
1: that good of a card. I mean, yeah, you, a lot of decks are basically, b- were built around this thing.
0: You know, it's no Tarmogoyf, but... Being a little brother of time will yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's stupid powerful. So at my number four, I ended up I, I decided to go a little bit, a little bit, you know. You know, I decided to go on out the outskirts. And I decided to go with Tasha's Hideous Laughter at number uh-huh. four. That and, that and, is
1: out there in like left field.
0: <laughs> and this is the reason why. You had people who wanted mill. How long have we heard you and I watching your show? Mill, 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 mill. Now it's probably eight rack now. So it's mill, 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 mill. Well, will they ever have a good mill card? Mill card, mill. Here it is. What's he created for all those mill players? Tasha's hideous laughter. It is ridiculous how powerful it is, especially in modern. The fact that the mana value, 20, come on.
1: I mean, not only that, it exiles the card. So, I mean, traditionally, people could play like something like Kozilek or Emrakul mm-hmm. to uh, infinitely loop in their deck, but now that will exile the Emrakul. So, screw you, Emrakul, you're gone. So, a lot of the sideboard cards that were used to beat Mill, this is like an answer to it, naturally, against them.
0: No, I just wonder about the card, because, I mean, oh, about the little girl in the image. She's in there with a feather, <laughs> tickling the dragon. I'm like... No, run. What are you what are you doing? Like give it a good choke but then walk away. You know, don't 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 have a feather. What's wrong with you? If it was like that, angels would be trying to tickle the dragon all the time, but that's no here or there. <laughs> so at number 3, you decided to go
1: with what? Solitude. Solitude. This was a big game changer for the format. Like n- normally as the you know, as the card pool gets larger, having you reducing the mana cost of your deck lower and lower puts you an advantage. And we still and we do still see that in, in modern with Death Shadow, with the Merc Tide deck, with um with Hammer Time. But then we see chunkier decks. Like control is pretty chunky. It's pre- it's the curve is pretty high. And the elemental decks and um Oh, I'm missing another deck that plays Solitude. But Solitude slows the game down. It's like force of will for creatures, which Perfect. is very important because it is a creature-based format. And so if you cannot win quickly with those creatures, then uh, and the game goes long, a lot more archetypes now have the ability to play with a higher casting cost and turn the game around at some point there. I so I thought you. Solitude was a big game changer for those, ge- those decks that want to play at a higher mana cost.
0: Yeah, I see. I see solitude being a huge card. You know, uh, especially in the elemental decks, it's used in spirit, spirits here and there. It's yep. used in a, a control decks. I mean, uh, I think you were probably thinking a bra- a brought back deck. I don't know if you've seen that deck.
1: <laughs> I have seen that thing.
0: And and, it, and they use solitude itself. You know, so it's uh, I
1: hate you that bring it back. So yeah, yeah. Like, there's oh. a lot of Yorian blank decks that play oh, this thing. Awful. You know, can't forget awful. about the. I I mean, I guess some Crashing Footfall deck probably, I think I've played against Crashing Footfalls with uh, Solitude as well.
0: Well, it's kind of funny that you bring in, you know you're talking about uh, Living End and Crashing Footfalls because at my number three I decided to go with Shardless Agent. Mm -hmm. I know I know many people are going to go yeah, Dwight, you you poo-pooed the bed here. Yeah, it was printed in 2012. Okay, but it wasn't in Modern.
1: It wasn't in Modern.
0: So it got reprinted in Modern Horizons 2. It seems like every badass card was printed in Modern Horizons 2. What can I say, What You got to step up your game. But oh, Shardless Agent. I, many people were like, what's going to do? Is it going to make an impact? And ladies and gentlemen, it did. Living End, it makes its way. Life in Living End, it makes its way in Team uh, Teamwork Cascade. I mean, what... This deck is. This card is so stupidly powerful.
1: You know what's funny though? Like no one thought that that those were the uses of Shardless Agent. No. Like everyone's like, we're gonna get a goif off this thing, or we can cast Ancestral mm-hmm. Visions, or you know, they're, they're looking for value in those directions. But yeah, it's just an excellent combo piece for a Living End, which they needed. They uh, especially the the blue Living End decks, and uh, just ended up being a fa- in combination with all the other elementals that we got uh mm-hmm. it went it slotted into those crashing footfall decks pre- pretty perfectly
0: yeah i, I mean, like what would you rather have like a Tarmogoyf or two oh you know four four rhinos
1: yeah you you want the rhinos you want exactly. the rhinoceros action <laughs>
0: so at number two you went with
1: prismatic ending prismatic ending
0: you know go figure uh tell us why
1: it's like it shapes removal spells from here on out it may not be like the most outrageously it's the most it it, it's i still think it's one of the most powerful removal spells like it exile for one mana exiles one drops and zero drops Uh, basically exiles it can answer any permanent in the game um and I mean, it's, it's just too universal of an answer and it is slotted. It can be slotted into s- too many decks because it's so easy to just splash one for white. And uh, I just, yeah, it just shows up in way too many archetypes.
0: Let me ask you, if it was an instant, how, how, much, how much difference do you think this guy would have made?
1: uh tons cuz apparently if it was an instant would have been above and beyond the best card ever printed as a removal spell so as a sorcery and it's still pretty good like with as a sorcery it exiles like it excels like ramp cards like utopia sprawl for example it's hit ether vial so the ether vial decks it's hard to say that they they know how to adapt. I mean, like, what are they gonna do? Just not play Ether Vile? Some Murfolk not even playing Ether Vile In some cases, they're going this Utopia weird Utopia sprawl sprawl route. Uh, but like, yeah, so it hits like more than just mana dorks, and it can like it can screw over a lot of players. It's it's uh, it's too it's just very flexible. It's just a great removal spell. Just All really right. good.
0: For me, uh, at the number two spot. Uh, I, I did a cascading effect here, and I said mm-hmm. all ele- elementals, just because to me, you know, a cycle of these things is stupid. And then it just you, you put them <laughs> in a, a soup, and then you got tribal elementals with Omnath. Let me just tell you, I built that deck. Oh my god, the interaction is so powerful; it's That's amazing. Free. I I like. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I love like I started magic with uh, Murfolk mm-hmm. I'm gonna be quite sincere with you I loved Murfolk you know putting my force of wills like no you can't do this just playing with my friends and then I, for some reason I saw drug school captain and I was like there's something here then Supreme Phantom came out and I was like, there you go I found my I found my team but now seeing this I'm not giving up my spirits ever, but man this is like you know, you know that guy, you've seen that meme where the guy's walking down hand in hand with his girlfriend, and you're like, oh, look, look. And then you see that hot girl walking the opposite direction.
1: Oh, yes. The, okay, uh...
0: That's the elemental travel deck for me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I was like, I, I, you know, I'll play that game with my wife. You know, she reminds me of so and so, doesn't she? So you can keep on staring at her. But, you know, that's the no, way, you know. Right there. Okay. Now I'm in trouble. She's looking at me. So, but that's what I went with. You know, for me, I thought the elementals were very good. From you know, from solitude to uh, fury to mm-hmm. uh, uh, subtlety to uh, the black one, which grief.
1: Grief, which yeah.
0: Everybody was saying that was such a. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's still a strong card, but wow, that thing is completely poo pooed. Like,
1: oh yeah, I mean, I I was one of very few people who said that card was overrated from the start. It's like. Because the the bottom line is this: it attacks your hand, but it doesn't attack the board. Mm-hmm. So you, it's like it's like Thoughtseize. You can't Thoughtseize what they top deck. They can't thought you can't Thoughtseize what they top deck on the top of their deck. Whereas Solitude it influences the board. So if you like sol, so if you like Grief, Ephemerate Grief, and then eph- and then you know you get the the rebound off the Ephemerate. You take away three cards from their hand, but like big deal. They weren't they never they didn't they didn't spend any mana on this or anything like that. You know nothing was really lost. I mean, aside from the three cards, I guess. (laughs) Right. But solitude. You play solitude. You exile a creature. You ephemerate the solitude. Hit another creature. Then the ephemerate comes back. You hit a third creature. That's backbreaking. Like that is real. That is really game changing.
0: Amen. And I, I, what I find funny is even the green one is better than grief. (laughs) I mean, how, how? Like to me, it affects as a spirit player. It affects me completely. It has reach. And flash mm-hmm. for two green and one. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, the endurance. is. I mean yeah, it, it's it, it's three, four, too. Yeah,
0: it, it kills almost every spirit out there. It's just like, come on, spirit, you know, Watsy, what are you doing? No, you don't know. The but they didn't know any better. They didn't know about the elemental soup. Yeah, they she didn't, didn't see it coming. No, no, they did not. So at number one, the top card that you picked for 2021 in Modern was
1: Dragon's Rage Chandler, Darcy. I didn't, you know, I mean, if you asked me this like months ago, I wouldn't have chosen this card. Maybe I had it up there, but not as number one. But this, this is molded. This has changed every deck that it, like every deck that's built around it. Not, not every deck, not every red deck plays Raghavan, but every red deck basically plays Dragon Rage Chandler, with the exception of maybe like Burn, but they don't play Raghavan either. The this still forces Dax to play with Mishra's Bauble so that you can like fill the graveyard for Delirium, but also it's it proved to be just way better than Delver. It's a three three yes. instead of a three two. As you cast cards, you just dump garbage off the top of your library and keep the good stuff on top. It fills your graveyard for all your graveyard strategies, whether you're like trying to bring back a Murktide or fill the 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 graveyard for a Tarmogoyf uh or you know whatever fill the graveyard for snapcaster mage a lot of graveyard oriented decks out there also you know a synergy with unholy heat if you have delirium online so like this and it's so hard to keep them off delirium i don't know how many times like my opponent has one card in hand i crack relic of progenitus all right it's a one one creature but then they cast an instant cast a sorcery put a land in a artifact in the graveyard and now it's just back online all over again so I ended up thinking, this is a very influential card, and pretty good clock, Delver of Secrets was nothing to sneeze at, and this is just Delver on steroids. Well, let me ask you,
0: if the, you know, the you were talking about the uh, one card, uh, the, I can't believe, it, I just forgot the name of it, the artifact the, for Zero, and the yeah, sacrifice. Mishra's Bobble. Mishra's Bobble, thank you. Now, if that gets banned, what's going to happen with this card? Do you think it's still going to be top tier, or is it going to be like, meh?
1: I don't know what they're going to replace it with. Like, I don't know what they'll replace Misha's Bauble with. It'll definitely be harder to activate Delirium, but they, eh, maybe they'll just... I don't know what they'll do. It okay. will still be pretty good. It definitely won't be... Maybe Delirium will be a little less consistent. I'm not sure what they would replace with it because, like, they could put some random artifacts in the deck for uh, Urza Saga and still, as like, Urza Saga targets, for example.
0: All right. No, because I... I have a friend of mine who plays Grixis Death Shadow. He loves this card. He absolutely, he says it's the bee's knees.
1: Yeah, he definitely would love it.
0: All right, and then my final card, the one that I said I wanted, and I couldn't because it's ninety dollars a piece. It's Ragavan. <laughs> Ragavan. I went with the little pirate monkey. Uh, I to me, I played against this card multiple, multiple times. And this stupid monkey always gets under me. And I, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. I want this thing banned, but I know Watsi will never ban this card because it's a fun little white monkey. And it's it's just, I've seen this card just pull away in games. And it's just like, not, it's not fair. It's not right. That's why I want a 1-1, a, a very good 1-1 spirit. Because... I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Muslim Wonder is great. It counters instants and sorceries. <laughs>
1: but this is, it's not, it has three abilities. Do you think Peekaboo would beat this thing?
0: No, but <laughs> still, it, it has three. Well, Peekaboo gives you three abilities too, if you think about it. You know, you looked upon its hand, it flies, and it blocks. You draw, yeah, it, and you get to draw a card. You got to draw a card. Oh, with yeah. That.
1: You, you do replace itself. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Owner. Is
0: it as powerful? No, but I'm willing to play the peekaboo block. I don't care because I still got a card that I drew and it's going to be better. Hopefully, um, maybe another peekaboo or a Muslim, you know, Muslim Wanderer. Like, uh, what was the uh, Sky Cleave apparition? It could be, yes. you know, caller. It could be anything. But this stupid monkey, I, I loathe it. I absolutely loathe this stupid monkey, and that's why I put it at number one because I have a hard time dealing with it. Plus, yeah, our decks,
1: our decks have trouble against this because we don't play with a lot of hard removal. So you know, you look at a Murktide deck, which is like one third removal, Death Shadow, one third removal, Jund, one third removal. They all have removal for this thing. They're all prepared, but us tribal players, not as not as good on the like dealing with permanents on the ground. There you go.
0: So thank you, Nikachu, for sharing your insight. I have one more card that I, I personally, I'm just, I just want to ask you about. Uh, I well, I saw Maven, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Maven, right? Uh, the, uh, Marin, sorry. Marin, Marin MTG. Marin MTG. She's a young lady. She's a, a YouTube influencer. She picks up decks in modern and other formats. She, do, She's amazing. Let me just tell you, big fan of hers. She brought up this card, Wandering Mind. Mm -hmm. you know you know i have it here on the on the thing i'll read it for the you know the listening audience it's one generic blue a red it's a creature horror to one flyer when wandering mind enters the battlefield look at the top six six cards of your library you may reveal a non-creature non-land card from among them and put that into your hand and then put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order she was saying you know I'm not not trying to be smarter or anything. Like she was saying that this was the next Snapcaster. I don't think I don't think it's the next Snapcaster, but for a you know Snapcaster is what a generic and a blue and a two one. This is a yeah. generic blue and a red for a flying two one. That's pretty good, but you get to look at the six top cards of your library, like a potential tutor. Very strong.
1: It's like basically what ancient stirrings for. uh, There you go. Spells. So what do you
0: think of this card? Do you do you think this will ever see modern play?
1: Uh, It could. It could. So this is the type of card I think is very good, but it has no home. Like Hmm. where do you put this? Who wants this card for three mana? Is this like what do you want? is this better than other options at three mana? Like a control deck wants to play to Fairy Time Reveler at three mana or steal something with Archmage's Charm or draw two cards with Archmage's Charm. Although, like, this could be... You could you could argue this is better than Archmage's Charm because it's a 2-1, so you already got, like, a card invest. Like, Archmage's Charm is instant speed, draw two, if, if you're looking for card advantage. This is a 2-1 at sorcery speed, but you get to dig for something that you really actually want. So, um it's hard to see if this is going to get replaced by anything in a control deck or this is going to replace something in a control deck, but like it's good value. Like I would imagine like if some sort of horror tribal deck were to come up, that this would be it. And cool. it can't be too heavy on the horror creatures because we still need enough non-creature spells to, you know, basically grab. Cause, right. uh, it, it looks for non-creature and non-land cards, so you can't have too many creatures. But maybe something in that realm that uh, you get a
0: planeswalker.
1: You can get a planeswalker. You can she, ended,
0: a... Up, she mm-hmm. ended up playing this with Sahili Ray and the little the cat that bounces back and forth.
1: Ah, the cat combo. Yes. She ended
0: up going nine one with this. That's
1: pretty good. Maybe that's the maybe that's the route. Maybe it's meant to, to be in a, like a combo shell. So you have something to do on turn 3, but you're digging deep into your deck for your combo pieces.
0: So I mean, I saw this, I was like, well, I love the art cuz a little brain with wings. It's kind of creepy, but I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, with you know, so I was like, you know, I, I started to listen to what she said. I was like, you know, it's pretty smart, but I wanted to get your perspective on it because as soon as she went snapcaster, I was like,
1: hmm. Yeah, so like it breaks, but yeah, like Snapcaster Mage is instant speed and you want to hold your mana up as much as you can in any control shell and Snapcaster Mage is played exclusively in control. So tapping out to play this thing seems very dangerous in like all other control shells, but it's still good. Like it's a two one flying body that digs fairly deep into your deck for specific cards so it it's got it's good it's got potential it's just the shell what what is the best deck for this card because i i doubt it's going to be a control deck
0: well i'm happy it didn't, i'm happy it says non-creatures because if it had creatures you could put the elemental subtlety and fury yeah. in here in dear lord how bad this card would be
1: grab it for free
0: mm, mm, that's awful so with that being said, Nikachu, thank you, uh, once again. And you know what? Uh, let's see, you know, let let's start with what you want know, to share about yourself. You know, you have an opportunity to share about you. You know, share away.
1: Oh, yo, you want to know where you can find me? There you go. I mean, anything you can find on Nikachu MTG, where you you, you can. I have like three YouTube channels. One of them. Some more active than others. Nikachu MTG has like all sorts of fun, drama, story videos. We've got Nikachu MTG streams for what gameplay I still have in my morning show. You can find my Coffee and MTG show there. And Nikachu MTG news for random metagame stuff. Like, you know, like met- metagame shifts and like news related to that another MTG news related to this. And you can find me on Twitter Nikachu mtg for like whatever I tweet. I tweet a meme once in a while here and there. You can find that. Eh, that's about it. You know, oh, and stop Twitch. Stop being
0: humble. You you post great content. Be proud. Stick out your chest. Go, hey, yes.
1: Well, I you know, hey, I'm not denying my YouTube game is strong, but my, <laughs> you know, my Instagram game sucks. My okay. Twitter game is like uh I know other people are doing better than me there. I'm not trying four more than four thousand people follow me on Twitter. Why, I don't know, but you know what? Thank you very much for following me. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I have a friend of mine, he, I call him New Dan, because my brother in law is Dan, he plays Magic, and then we have him, New Dan. Uh he's a big fan of yours. He actually plays Merfolk all the time, and he's a big fan of the Is It uh brand oh, well- of Merfolk. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a wild one. Lightning Bolt, uh, Blood Moon. Some people are trying Rogavan now. I don't really believe in it at all, but no. hey, it's it's number one on your list, so why not?
0: So I guarantee they're going to call it Sea Monkey.
1: Oh, so- that's a good one. Oh, that's mm. a good name.
0: Mm. Well, So you don't get nailed, just call it Ocean Chimps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there so you don't get nailed with the copyright infringement. Mm-hmm all right well thank you nikachu for coming on i know you 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 work with fusion fusion gaming you always proselytize them you always proselytize uh the other thing where you rent out magic cards (laughs) mana traders mana traders i'm gonna have to bother you because i I know i want to start uh playing games online and start streaming and slipping up my game so i can be a nikachu missionary (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, you know pass the knowledge of my tribe and spirits to others so I want to thank you uh, sir for being on the show happy holidays
1: you're welcome thanks uh, for inviting me
0: not a problem hopefully this will be the first of several in years to come and uh, for those who want to reach out to Nikachu reach out to him at uh, Nikachu MTG uh, on Twitter and Twitch and let me just tell you great follow watch a show 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time coffee and MTG uh, great insight he you know he does a deck list to re you know review
1: <laughs> See, yeah we I, talk. we yeah we talk magic then we review deck lists at the end
0: i you know i pull out my hair because sometimes it's like come on guys come on like stop no enough of the eight rack enough of the eight rack
1: no more eight rack oh, they love that eight rack stuff you know yeah that's the new trending thing right now no one asked no. me about mill now there's already a mill deck
0: no to Tesh's to, to hideous laughter he yeah, ha- handled been, all of
1: it mill's been built Wizards gifted them many new cards.
0: Well, let me ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. Kamagawa. Mm-hmm. Got any feelings?
1: I have a feeling spirits is gonna get upgraded. I don't know what it is, but like I mean it's a spirit set, more or less. Like how how could you not get something? And well, maybe it will encourage you to go like you know, you've always traditionally gone blue white. Maybe mm-hmm. now you can go blue red, blue green, blue black. Who knows what they're gonna give you guys? There
0: is a Simic build. There is a Simic build in Pioneer. There is. So I'm interested to see how that works. So with that being said, Nikachu, thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show. Mm -hmm. And for those listening worldwide, I I hope you had as much fun, you know, listening to Nikachu, growing from Pikachu, (laughs) and, you know, watching on YouTube. I, I had fun, my man. So thank you. So with the next time, ladies and gentlemen, you're kicking your opponent's ass. Make sure they say, that's Boo We're out of here.